Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined by my best friend, platonic husband, and fellow clown, Milo. Hello, my name is Milo Stark. Griffin is my handler. Um, I've been let out of my cage today so that I can record this episode with him. Uh, Excited to be here, bitch. (laughs) And this week we are covering Leslie Jones' special, Time Machine, which is available on Netflix. But before we get into that... Milo, what is your current hyperfixation? Uh, so I've been watching The Last of Us TV show. Um, I played The Last of Us maybe like the first month the video game came out. Um, and then I proceeded to watch a million and one playthroughs of it on YouTube from every single YouTuber, including ones I fucking hated. Um, because I ran out of the ability to like play it at home because I was like traveling for work and stuff. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, not work for uh, school and life and whatever. Anyways, so I, I played through the game like a billion times before. And I was so excited to hear that there was a TV show being made. I was obviously had like the obvious concerns about there being a video game adaptation. Because right. they're always bad. Right. But um, as soon as I knew that Pedro Pascal was involved, I got really fucking excited because I love that man. That I beautiful know. man. I love He's such a good actor. He's so fucking talented. He's so beautiful. Not um, only that, which is, is not he, what is you he, said, but I'm saying I know. it. He is also like crazy handsome. He was, oh, oh, he's so pretty. <laughs> um, and the Last of Us TV show, if you are at all worried about it, you need to fucking watch it because it's perfect. It's actually perfect. And I am a bitch and I hate things and stuff (laughs) and media i am extremely judgmental of any sort of adaptation of anything but also just anything in general (laughs) and i fucking love it i adore it so if you're at all worried about it um here's my endorsement watch the fucking show so what would you say to someone like i don't know people that may or may not be in this room who have never played the last (laughs) of us games and had someone else in in in, that may or may not be in the room tell them to watch the show (laughs) i would say that you don't need to play the video game to uh watch the show but if you have played the video game before you will recognize and adore the the level of adoration that this adaptation has for the source material it is this tv show is a love letter to that video game hands down it takes like the smallest of concepts from that video game and expands on them and really makes it something beautiful and new and nuanced um they just like they had a an amount like a certain amount of time for the story in crafting this TV show that they very much didn't get to have when making a video game because mm-hmm. of the way that those these timelines are just completely different. I think it is worth it to watch uh, even if you haven't seen uh, played the video game because of the way that it's still it's different but it's still um, absolutely respectful of the source material. Good shit. So how about some context? Yes, let's go. So, Annette Leslie Jones is an American stand-up comedian, actress, and writer. She was a cast member and writer for Saturday Night Live from 2014 to 2019, and she's currently the host of Supermarket Sweep. In 2010, her one-hour comedy special, Cop Problem Child, was broadcast on, broadcast on Showtime. She starred in the 2016 Ghostbusters, and in 2017 and 2018, she was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for her work on SNL, and she's been active since the 80s. But her first, like, televised special was that one in 2010, and her second was this one, Time Machine, at least from what I can tell. Okay. So, what did you think? Um, I hated it. You hated it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I I fucking hated it, I think. Um, Which is surprising to hear you say you hated it, considering how much you did laugh during... Yeah, I made myself laugh. I don't know if you noticed. Okay, that's fair. That ba- half the time that I giggled is because I said something funnier than her on no, screen. That's, no, that's fair, yeah. Um, there were two times, I think there were two jokes that she said that like really fucking took me out, but it was two jokes in an hour. Mm. And that's a low fucking hit rate, Miss yeah, Leslie Jones. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I... I, I think it, it I think it was definitely more than like this isn't my type of humor because it also wasn't. But I also don't mm-hmm. think it was good for the type of humor it was. Right. I don't think there was a single skillful thing that she did. Um. Yeah. You tell me your opinion. I thought it was just kind of mid. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It also kind of wasn't really my type of humor. But I I can, I can agree that I don't think it was well done in the first place. But I also don't know if I hated it as much as you did. I just like. I have a very low tolerance for humor that I think absolutely anyone could fucking do. Anyone could yell in a very silly voice. Yeah, anyone yeah. could do a very stupid dance for way too fucking long. Anyone can tell a story extremely shittily. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's not there was nothing unique about anything that she had done and mm-hmm. the things that she had done that were unique were still not very good. Right. Um, and I just found myself like not very impressed because like she is a woman who has had like a long career in comedy and it was like, oh, this is okay. Well, people have to be going to you for this on purpose then. But like this isn't good. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, and you know, like, just because you're funny in one medium doesn't mean you're going to be funny in other mediums. But like, in movies and shows I've seen her in, she's fucking hysterical. Right. Like, um, she was Spanish Jackie in Our Flag Means Death, and she's incredible. She does have a very, very good, I think that like the the thing that makes her good in, specifically that role, Spanish Jackie, is that she is such like a straight man mm-hmm. um, in a cast of Muppets. <laughs> um, and that is what makes, like, that juxtaposition is what's funny. I don't don't even necessarily think it's like her it's the fact that she's being the straight man in a cast of fucking muppets mm-hmm. that's fair um and because she is also like spanish jackie is a very modern character in this show that's very historical mm-hmm. well historical air quotes um right and i think that that is what like brings that comedy to that role like i think that could have i still kind of think that could have been anyone you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I i'm picking up what you're putting down and I, you know you mentioned that uh she screamed and she screamed a lot yeah like most of her punchlines were just kind of screaming. Just kind of yelling extremely loudly. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a lot of her, a lot of, uh, most of her punchlines were yelling. And I just like, great, cool. If you have to yell it to be funny, um, it's not a punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not. It's just not. It's late. That's lazy. Uh, toddlers do that. Congratulations. Yeah, pretty much. Sometimes I do think sometimes yelling a single word as a punchline I'm not explaining how the how the joke I find funny works. There are ways to make that funny. Yes. But it is clearly the only way she knows how to make that kind of punchline funny. And that's lazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I take notes while we do these. Um, I This is obviously not something that anyone is going to know about yet because there was an episode... So we've tried to record an episode on <laughs> Tiffany Haddish twice. Um, and it was eaten up both times by our uh, tech, which is very stupid. Absolute tragedy. Um, but the last time I was on an episode which was eaten alive, I took notes. So I have so many more notes for this episode no, than I had please. for the other one. Please, please, please. The first things first, like, it was, like, the fourth or fifth, like, joke or, like, something or, it's like, story she told. She was making a joke about how, like, 20-year-olds, like, are always, like, so offended. And I was mm-hmm. like, we got about, like, five minutes. I was like, ah, oh, we're already fucking here. Great, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that that kind of lost me and it was hard for her to get, get me back after that. I, like, I was willing to put it down pretty much immediately after, depending on what her next words were. Um, And I know that it sounded like, oh, I'm a 20-year-old. Now I'm offended. I do, I'm doing exactly what Miss Leslie Jones <laughs> fucking said I would do. But it's just, like... 
Uh, ma'am, this is a lazy joke. Uh, yeah. Everyone on Earth, your your grandfather on Facebook says this, and you I like this is how you want to start this. This is how you want to start this. Mm-hmm. Um, I see minion memes with this fucking opinion on it, and you want to start your fucking comedy special with this? Congratulations, you're a special snowflake. Just uninteresting. Yeah. A joke. She was making fun of, like, people, like, marching and didn't even, like, clarify for what, but, like, you know she was talking about liberals because of the tone she had. It was like, okay, ma'am, once again, the minion memes are saying this on Facebook. You are not adding anything here. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not offended by those kinds of jokes because I am a 20-something special snowflake who takes everything too seriously, but because I just don't like it because it's a lazy fucking joke. Yeah. And, like, you know, we talk about uniqueness a lot, and, like, usually your best stuff as a comedian is what's unique to you. Like, when we talked about Brad Williams, his his most interesting stuff, his best stuff was when he was talking about his experiences as a little person. She didn't really talk much about any interesting new experiences that are like unique to her except for kind of in the end with her her very last bit yeah uh which her very last bit was kind of the uh like it was about having a time machine hence the name of the special Mm -hmm. um i also thought that that was bit that bit was probably her strongest bit in the entire entire special like i was actually i feel like i was actually actually listening Mm -hmm. um to something like not that i was like tuning out the rest of the special but i actually felt like i was feeling engaged yeah with what she was saying because everything before that point and this is what I mean by, like, I don't think the special was also my humor because I don't really find blue humor funny. I don't mm-hmm. really find sex humor funny um, just because it is an extremely, uh, I don't want to say difficult type of humor to do correctly because that sounds but like elitist and snobby. It's kind of tired. It's tired and it's easy to make extremely uh, uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if the joke is the raunchiness of it, I am bored with you. Yeah. Um, like the, raunch- the raunchy should be the setup. Like, right. Like, and, we already know this is raunchy. You're talking about sex. Can you tell a joke, please? Like, you know, I, I'm loath to uh, compliment Andrew Dice Clay, but to his credit, he opened his special. The setup that was the raunchy thing where he starts off with, I got my tongue in this girl's ass. <laughs> like, he, that's the, it wasn't a good joke, but like the raunchy thing was the setup, and that's usually funnier. Right. Like, and, and the majority of the humor for like the first, I'm going to say 40 minutes of this special <laughs> was like sex oriented or orbiting. And I don't know, I just, it extremely wasn't my, my type of humor, but I also don't even think it was good for the type of humor that it was. Because mm-hmm. I do think that you can have sex humor be, like, fun and interesting and engaging without it being, like, the the joke is how, like, gross it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, it just was extremely uninteresting to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I can get behind it. it. It didn't bother me as much personally because, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm like any red-blooded American. I love a good dick joke. <laughs> But she didn't tell any good dick jokes is the thing. She didn't tell any good sex jokes. There were a couple bits that particularly got me. Uh, she she was calling underwear a container <laughs> for one's vagina. And first of all, that's fucking funny. <laughs> okay, like hands down. Calling like anything that like holds a person's body a container is one, funny. Um, but specifically underwear for a vagina. That's funny. Container. Uh... <laughs> God damn. Like, it needs to be, like, restrained. It needs to be, like, Tupperware that shit up because it's uncontrollable. Um, that's funny. That really got me. There was another joke that she was, like, uh, like pull your undies down and Angel flies out of that motherfucker because it's so fresh. Um, 
I don't know. And just like those are the things like those were not even really sex jokes. Like the joke was that it was like the it was the um the abstract the levels of abstraction between like the setup and where the punchline was <laughs> um, really fucking got me. Um, I was just not prepared for it. Um, underwear container. Damn, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to keep that shit on lock. I'm calling that. That is what I'm calling it forever now. <laughs> Damn, that's funny. My house is my container. Keep me in that fucking cage. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, for the for the majority of the special, I mean, this woman could not hold my attention for the fucking life of me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nothing. It was like every every individual joke was so like short and self contained while also not being good that like I would just like slowly feel myself losing interest until we got like twenty five minutes in. I think I literally said like, "Oh god damn, this is the longest twenty five minutes of you, my fucking you life." You did. We paused for some reason, and you. You were like, yeah, you said that exactly, the longest 25 minutes of your goddamn life. It just, like, so many bits, I feel, were either unfunny or went on for too long. Like, there was a, a bit where she was, like, mimicking the sound of, like, snow crunching. Yeah. Um, And, like, that went on for, I think, like, a whole fucking minute. And it simply didn't need to. She got her point across in 15 seconds. Mm. Um, There was another bit where she was, like, doing a dance to, like, make fun of her 20-year-old self. That was three American fucking minutes. <laughs> um, she said no words for three American fucking minutes. I am, I'm in this living room watching this woman do this dance for three American fucking minutes in total silence. The crowd is laughing and I want to shoot myself <laughs> because I know the special isn't done yet. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than like, yeah, I don't think it will. I'm, if anything, I'm a little disappointed because I thought I had high hopes for this, honestly, because I thought, you know, Leslie Jones, I enjoy her so much as a comedic actress. Like, okay, hopefully I enjoy her as a stand-up. But yeah, the kind of... Like, the more I'm thinking about it and the more you're you're pointing things out, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, she didn't really make any good jokes. Like, she might have had decent setups, but I think even the setups were sloppy. They were... They felt sloppy and they felt lazy. And I don't know. I just... I was just not... I was just extremely underwhelmed the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um I can't, like, remember essentially any jokes that I didn't have, like, a specific thing to say about, if I'm being honest, because I don't, I don't, and, like, when we get to the part about favorite and least favorite bits, like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Like, I, I, there was this one part where she was joking about, uh, like, dying on some dude's dick while she was, like, a million years old. Um, like she was going to hire a man to just be around her and she's going to like die while on top of him. Um, and that was only funny because of the physical comedy portion of it, because she was mimicking what that would look like, like being a corpse on top of a dead body. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was funny. I think some physical comedy that she did was funny, but I don't think most of it. Yeah. (laughs) The thing with physical comedy and stand up is it's hard to do well because like even, even someone like Eddie Izzard, who kind of does like physical humor in her stuff it doesn't go more above like simple pantomime but then you have someone like i don't know actually actually i'm li- i'm lying i don't think physical comedy in stand up is usually done well at all <laughs> change your opinion mid fucking sentence did you <laughs> huh. you realized you were full of shit <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> got it there was this one part where I made myself laugh real fucking hard because she made a joke about how, like, you can't fuck me more than once, I'll fall in love with you. I think I literally yelled at screen, like, you're weak sauce, I've been fucking the same man for three years, I don't know his last name. <laughs> um, that's fucking true, by the way. Tom, if you're out there, fucking, I love you. <laughs> don't tell me your last name, I don't want to know. How fucking wild would that be if he just, like, happened to listen to this podcast? I, he will never know a single thing about me, I don't even know if he knows my first name. That's 
really fucking fun. He hasn't used it in a good couple of years. He doesn't really need to. It's fine. It works for us. This is incredibly fucking funny. <laughs> what I need to know is that I'm calling him Tom. That's fine. <laughs> but anyways, she made that joke and then I said that and Griffin fucking died because I was funny. <laughs> Um, what I will say, I, I love the entire bit about the a crazy person app when you're like texting someone and you're like yeah, having a fucking was, terrible time because you're being a crazy really girlfriend. Good. That was funny. I love the concept of there being an app that just says like, hey, you're being fucking psychopathic right now. You want to, you sure you want to send that shit? You are at 85% crazy right now. <laughs> 85% crazy fucking got me because <laughs> one, the specificity and two, the correctness. Uh, yeah, that was good. I like, I, and that's, that's what I mean. Like that was in, that was in like the last like 20 or so minutes like that was when she started telling jokes that were like one not really sex-based because her sex-based jokes not funny mm-hmm. um but two just like more personal to like her and her experiences right like she was talking about her fucking life the way she's dealt with people in her past the way that she was a crazy girlfriend growing <laughs> up um and probably still is now from the way she spoke about it um <laughs> Like, that shit was personal, and that was about her and how, like, what kind of things would have convenienced her in her relationships. And, like, that personal shit, um, it had some fucking teeth to it, and I mm-hmm. liked that. But uh, what fucking sucked is that it was so short, you know? Yeah. That, like, all of that crap was so short-lived, but it was her best shit. It was easily her best shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't my favorite bit, which we'll get to in, like, I don't know, a fucking second. But, yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly. Like, the unique, the unique stuff. There are so many stand-up co- comedians out there. There are so many. And you gotta talk about what's unique to you instead of making the same tired-ass jokes that everybody else is making. Just because it's popular. Because everyone wants to be a fucking comedian, but, like, if you can't tell jokes from your perspective, from your experiences, from your, like, cultural background that, like, means something to you and matter to you, then you are not unique. You are not different. You are probably not even funny. Because mm-hmm. there's a million people exactly like you trying to tell jokes that are funny or easy or lazy or popular. Do something that's you. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like the first 40 fucking minutes of this special um, could have been fucking anyone. Like, could have been anyone. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, the lowest sort of... That is, like, the, that is like the most harsh criticism I could give to anybody. It's like, you could be anyone. That's how non-special this is. Like, that is worse than, like, I thought it was bad. If I, if I like, look at something, like, anyone could have fucking done this. Like, anyone could have fucking done this. God, how, you will never recover. You will never recover <laughs> at all from me. Because I will have, like, that is the lowest opinion I can have of somebody. That you're not special. You know, uh, because everyone has the capacity to be special because everyone fucking is. And mm-hmm. then if you don't put that foot forward, like there's nothing interesting about you. Yeah. There just isn't. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about the special specifically or do you want to move on to favorite, least favorite bit? Let's move. Let's go there. You start. All right. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with our favorite, least favorite bit. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast, and he can't figure it out. Like, he's never heard of Anchor. (laughs) Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. 
So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend funny stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review funny stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, recommend funny stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today if you haven't. Remember that you are so loved, at least by me, and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. She let me hit it from behind because of viewers like you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, baby girl. Is that true? Yeah, dude. For those of you who don't know what Griffin looks like, he's the equivalent of like a white turtleneck. <laughs> Um, in like a public city library and he's like, has like a little matcha cup and like a little man bun. Um, Griffin is not a man bun type of person. He does not have hair that long, but that's like the sort of generic white guy vibe that we're going for when you, when you're imagining Griffin, um, imagine like a loaf of white bread. Um, the uh, concept of Griffin hitting anything from behind is laughable. Because as we have discussed several times on the show, uh, I radiate anti-horny energy. Correct. You anti- you radiate like Winnie the Pooh bear energy. <laughs> um, Which is why I like saying shit like that, because it causes immense psychic damage. <laughs> like, like the last episode uh, that we did with Monica, or that I did with Monica, I told her my favorite thing to do when I have her on the show is look her dead in the face and say something that inflicts major psychic damage. It hurts Monica more than it hurts me, because I'm unfuckwithable. But... Um, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, well, the audacity here is funny. <laughs> That's for sure. So did you have a least favorite bit? Um, I think just like, uh, <laughs> I think the least favorite bit was like probably a tie between the snow crunching bit and the dancing bit um, where she was like, where she's talking about being the 20 year old at the club with, not club, the party with Prince. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because they both went on for too long and weren't funny for more than 10 seconds of it. Mm -hmm. And I, they, like, she wasn't saying any words. (laughs) This is a comedy special. Talk to me. They just, there was no, there was no substance to them. And I just, I didn't think they added anything. Uh, I didn't really have a least favorite bit because kind of like I've said, I don't really have many strong opinions on this special. Overall, it was just kind of like, yeah, I watched that and it was, I had a smile sometimes. I found her a little engaging. I didn't, I didn't really find too much to get, not not angry about, but like, I didn't really find too much to give a shit about, honestly. Yeah. Did you have a favorite bit? Um, yeah, so it was like the last thing she fucking said. It was when it was, uh, and this is obviously a spoiler for the special, but, um, not that the rest of it hasn't been, but this specifically, because <laughs> this is the best joke I think she tells in the whole fucking special. She's talking about having this time machine and, like, going to, like, her younger self and then going to her older self. And she go, we get to the part where she goes to her older self and she's, like, talking to her. And the last piece of advice that her quote-unquote older self has for her is, I, like, she, she Younger Leslie's like, where are we? And older Leslie's like, Mars, do not fuck Elon Musk. (laughs) Fucking funny. Got me. Got me good. Down for the count. I was laughing so fucking hard. Because, yeah, 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I agree. I think that whole bit was my favorite because one, that last punchline was fucking amazing. It was perfect, actually. It was a perfect fucking punchline. But I also feel like that was an engaging bit because it was uplifting. And like, she was like, if I could talk to my younger self, I'd like give her this advice, like stay your course, enjoy life. You're going to have a good time. But she'd rob the shit out of me and then go to and then, <laughs> you know, my younger self would not be receptive to that. Yeah. And then, you know, same thing. She goes to her older self and her older self tells her the same thing, like enjoy life and then great punchline. I just felt that it was uplifting and it was, you know, it was nice. And it was unique to her. Like what really fucking made it special and good is that it was like very specific to her. And she managed to make that like funny while also being personal, while also being like true to herself. Like those bits are the bits that I think prove that a comedian is funny mm-hmm. because if you can make fun of your own personal situation in a way that's real like that's what makes you unique and mm-hmm. i think that like i don't think another comedian could have told that exact joke the same way yeah. i thought that joke was solid because i think only lensley jones could have told that fucking joke that way i agree and that's why that bit was perfect mm-hmm. so milo out of 10 minutes spent in total silence dancing on stage <laughs> what would you rank this special god like a four four um like a three or a four it wasn't like blatantly offensive in any way which i definitely think would make it uh even less but i don't know like i i really with the the bits that i enjoyed which was really just at the very end like i really really enjoyed them but it that was like maybe 20 minutes out of an hour um and that's that's not a good fucking hit rate that's not a good score um I'm, i gotta go with like anywhere between a three and four yeah honestly uh, I am going to be a little more generous and I'm going to give it a five because I just felt it was very, very middle of the road, but not terrible. Not great. She had some good jokes in there. I smiled most of the way through. Well, not even most of the way through. I I smiled at some of her punchlines. It wasn't terrible, but I don't recommend it. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of talking about this special. But before we go. What's funny this week? You couldn't make Blazing Saddles today because feature films are quite time-consuming to shoot and edit. So by the time you finish it, it would be at least tomorrow, maybe even later. (laughs) (laughs) I need to... (laughs) You stupid idiot! (laughs) And that's it. Good night. So uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope that you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us at funny on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Milo, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at milo.town. Um, I also have a crafting Instagram called at Manic Milo Makes. Um, hey, Tom, if you're listening to this, don't go to my Instagrams because then you'll find out my last name. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and Milo will be back next week to discuss Michelle Buteau, Butopia with Holden. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. 